your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Monday, December 20th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. You can also follow the national show Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So it is day one of five this week of producing content with no Florida Panthers hockey. But like I said, uh, like I said, I want you guys to keep this energy alive based on this team, despite no hockey being played. But Locked On Panthers is not the only place that is producing content throughout this whole stoppage of play in the NHL. And my guest today is a guy who is producing content as well throughout this short, hopefully short pause uh, in the NHL season, at least for the Panthers, at least. He is Kobe Guy, another appearance for Kobe Guy here on from Florida Hockey Now. Kobe, how are you, man? Uh, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, it's been it's been a strange uh, few days uh, here, uh, for, for sure, based on hearing all the news, uh, so many different things coming back and forth. But I want to ask you... Um, how have these last few days been like for you, man, covering covering the game in person on Thursday to then all the news dumps coming throughout this whole weekend? Yeah, so uh, I was I went to go cover the game on Thursday. That was uh, quite the interesting one, uh, waiting on the guys to come from Charlotte, trying to hear whether or not the game would be canceled or not, because... No matter what happened after that game, I was going up to Stewart to go spend the holidays with my family a little bit before uh, that game on the 23rd, which is now postponed. So at least I get the whole week up here now. But anyways, uh, I don't have a car yet and I do public transportation. Uh, my dad came down from Stewart at around like one o'clock. He got to sunrise and I was joking around with him being like, hey, maybe... You're here if I have to make my NHL debut, uh, dust off the skates. (laughs) So uh, I was hanging out with my dad until we figure out what happened. And by four o'clock and we saw the Los Angeles team bus get there, got up to the press box, did what I had to do. Uh, Shout out to TJ from the Panther Purry podcast. He also gave my dad a ticket so he wasn't waiting out in the parking lot or doing something else. My dad actually got to go to the game. So Shout out to TJ, shout out to the Panther Purry podcast, uh, other great po- contest, con- content producers here. But um, yeah, so after that, I got home, uh, got on Zoom for the practice the next day, and uh, found out that the uh, season was postponed. So 
I, I get to enjoy my time up here without having to worry about getting back down to sunrise for the game on the 23rd. So that's good at least. Yeah. And I want to ask you about the vibe on Thursday when that game did happen, because I, I texted a, a fan that I knew who went to the game and he asked me how, how is the feel of that arena? And he said, it feels like your normal hockey game, but he was sitting there down um, in the 100 levels, like just interacting as a fan. And I'm sure, and I'm sure the press box feel might be a little bit different. Um, how, how was the, how was the vibe uh, up, upstairs? I mean, obviously, uh, after morning skate, um, we had a little bit more of a buzz down there, and we were trying to figure out if this game was happening. So I was with everyone else, and we were trying to figure out what was going on. And then instead of going down to the media room like we normally would, everything was on Zoom with the COVID outbreak. So we all had to do Zoom from various parts of the arena. So that was pretty interesting it it was it made for a pretty fun experience seeing everyone else set up in different areas and then during the pauses we'd kind of make jokes and stuff so just the usual antics with uh some of us it's uh it's a great group over there and i mean for my first season i really like the the people i'm with so having the interaction time between players on the zoom uh, with everything muted that was kind of fun and uh yeah but great group of people and i mean the buzz around it was kind of interesting and then afterwards it was all just kind of waiting and seeing what would come next from the updates see if anyone else got added to the covid protocol if they were going to play the game but i mean by like three or four o'clock i kind of got the vibe that like okay I don't think they're going to go send Los Angeles home and make them fly out to Florida again because that's a long flight. I think they're going to have the game be played. So I got back to the arena at like 4, 4.30. And then, uh, yeah, it's, from there, it just felt like a regular hockey game. I mean, the funny thing was those the few people who chanted night for the anthem after he got sent down. That was kind of the most depressing anthem chant I've ever heard. But other than that little night tidbit, um, felt kind of normal. Okay. Yeah, I can. I can only imagine like you're just one sitting there wondering um, whether a game is going to be played. And then, of course, you were talking about uh, you telling your ride. The person who was giving you a ride is like, "Hey, the game's not happening. We had to go back to Stewart and all that stuff." So, I can only imagine the the not just the unknown when it comes to all of this one thing that uh your your colleague uh george richards uh tweeted when hearing about colorado having a vote on whether to play but florida not having a vote to play i was a little annoyed by that and thinking about how selective the nhl is about who to postpone and who not to and eventually they did for the Panthers. At the time when you heard that Anthony Duclair said that the players didn't have a vote, what 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 were you thinking at the time? Well, Colorado ended up playing that game. So, I mean, looking at it now, it's pretty inconsequential. And Colorado and Florida ended up getting their games postponed at the same time with the same exact kind of scheduling. So looking back at that now, I think that that's really – 
not that big of a deal. And I think also with Colorado to Nashville, that's that's more of a doable trip to get done again than Florida to um, Los Angeles or vice versa. So, I mean, the fact that Colorado just decided to play the game anyways and also Nashville was also dealing with COVID issues at the time when they were playing Nashville that day. So, I mean, playing that game, that's more of an even playing field anyways. So I think Colorado figured that. I mean, Nashville ended up winning the game. But I I don't think that it's something that should be looked at. And then also Miko Rantanen said that they didn't get the vote. That was a report from Elliot Friedman and Peter Bob, the athletic. They had the report, but Miko Rantanen did say that they didn't have a vote. So I don't know who's right there. So, I mean, I I wouldn't really look too far into that. I would just look more into what the league has done. I mean, we saw the New York Islanders play four games without half their team earlier on. They lost all four of those games. So, I mean, look at at what the Islanders had to deal with. It took forever for the league to postpone the Islanders games. Mm -hmm, For sure. And that was weeks before the whole league wide outbreak was going on too. So that, that's another, that's another thing. And it all started with Calgary. And then all of this is just a big uh, domino effect, but we're going to get more into that in the next segment here um, on lockdown Panthers. I'm Armando Velez here with Kobe guy and keep it right here on lockdown Panthers. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar built bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with, Decadent flavor covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. While you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie, Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those small doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it because it's a season of peace and love. Don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor. They'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. You're friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. With so many flavors, they make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't even believe they're filled with protein. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Once again, use promo code LOCK15 for 50% off at Bill.com. Welcome back to the second segment here of Locked on Panthers. I'm Armando Velez. I have Kobe Guy from Florida Hockey Now. So... About now, five teams have been officially shut down until at least December 23rd, some until December 27th. Um, I don't know all of them at the top of my head. I know Detroit was added today, Florida, Colorado, 
um, Nashville, and I'm I believe I'm missing uh, one more, but Boston, Boston's another one, and cross border travel as well um, is is not is not going to be a thing for the NHL until at least December 27th, which means 12 games have been postponed here with um, with the with the with the NHL not allowing cross border uh, travel. So that is uh, its own situation there. And with, and weirdly the, the NFL, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much you've been following this, but the NFL has now been going through this stage of see no COVID, hear no COVID, speak no COVID of if you don't have symptoms, you're not going to be tested at all. And I ho- I'm glad the NHL is not going in that direction, but it just seems so damn irresponsible. But but it, it, it's it's crazy because now, but I also think of with the vaccines of people not feeling as sick as well. I also think about that factor of it, but at the same time, somebody could definitely be affected even if they are vaccinated and preventing something. What are your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, I kind of agree. I'm not, I'm not really a medical expert, so I mean, I don't know too much on what the vaccines will do and how certain people react versus other people react. Like, I'm not a medical major. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I mean, I can't really kind of comment too far on that, but I mean, there is the potential for a human being to get really devastatingly sick from this like if it's a family member of the player when you're having that type of thing go on and you're just not testing anyone if they're asymptomatic and then all of a sudden the player goes to see their grandma or something like even if it's just the grandma like they're they're still a person so i mean Mm -hmm. you gotta like figure to test people uh so, I mean, that's kind of irresponsible. I mean, I get you want to get the players on the ice, and if it's asymptomatic and they can play through it, then, like, it's frustrating that they can't. But I don't know if that really is the solution. But Again, I'm not really a medical expert, but, I mean, there's just all the talk about how COVID can do a number on some older folks. So, I mean, you want to think about the players' families, too. That that That's another thing, because they – once they're done playing hockey games, um, they go outside of the arena to go to families, to children, and then they interact with older people as well. They go to schools, even though school's not going on uh, right now um, with the holiday break. But it, it's the strangest part about all of this is it's during the holiday season when we're gathering around together more more often. This is supposed this is a time where most people are more uh, united. Uh, together during the holidays now with all of this the each individual player has has all not only a, a responsibility off the ice but they also it's also a matter of do you tell them to not celebrate even though the league uh, talked about memos of like not uh gathering in big groups uh, outside of the ice that's it's a, it, it, that's the most confusing thing in all of this I think it's just player to player and whatever. But, I mean, at the end of the day, when they go home, they, they have the mandatory holiday break where I guess all these guys go back with their family for those three days. So I don't think they're going to tell these guys not to celebrate the holidays with their family or 
go back, see their kids or whatever. I mean, I guess for these Panthers players, I mean, unless it's one of these guys who got really sick, they all get the opportunity to go see their families for the whole week, just like just like I got the opportunity to. So I'm happy with that, where I get the whole week before we get back going, when I have to go back down to Boca to uh, get back in the swing of things. But I get a whole week with my family. So, I mean, that's good for me, uh, someone who's down there every day. But I'm sure these players feel the same way. I mean, a lot of these guys have wives, kids, parents, whatever, whatever it is. You get to spend more time with those people with the extended break. So I think that's a plus. And I don't think the league's going to really you're, – you're going back to your place of living, and I'm sure your family's going to be there. So you're going you're gonna to have an opportunity to celebrate the holiday. Mm. And you talked – oh, uh real real quick uh you talked about uh going back to see your family so you didn't you didn't have an opportunity to cover the Boca Raton Bowl down in uh down at FAU no I, I stopped covering FAU related stuff and I mean the place I was go- I worked for prior wasn't going to cover that anyways so I didn't go down to the Boca Raton Bowl but I mean I watched it on TV because Bailey Zappi's a very entertaining quarterback to watch. I mean, I got to watch him when he was playing FAU. I didn't get to go to Western Kentucky for that game. I watched it on TV before I headed down to see the Panthers play the Wild, I think they played that day. I'm not 100% sure, but it might have been the day they played the Wild that if I had to cover FAU, Western Kentucky. But um, that was a really interesting game. Um, Zappi is a great quarterback, so I mean, Western Western has a good guy uh, under center. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know more about uh, Conference USA football than I do, even though I'm an FIU alum. So I feel a little out of touch, definitely, with that conference uh, compared to you. But <laughs> for sure, um, I want to talk a little bit about an article that you posted uh, today about COVID and the Olympics. We're now the the league no, nothing official from the league um even though i'm refreshing my uh twitter feed right now based on cuz announcements could come at any literally any moment but talk talk a little bit about your article about covid and the olympics about what you think uh should happen uh with the the league and the olympics i mean from what came out recently about players having to quarantine three to five weeks if they're there. I just don't think it's good for business. Like with the league, they're not making any money off of this. It's ran by the IHF. So they're not seeing any money by sending their players over there. And then for the players, it's just really dangerous for their health, especially if they get caught in that three to five week quarantine. Because I mean, despite the fact that, Aside from the fact that they're going to miss like 10 to 15 games if they miss those three to five weeks of regular season game time and that they're missing the game check. But like you're you're sending these players to a place where there's a lot of civil unrest and then they get stuck there for an extra three to five weeks. We don't know how they're getting back. Maybe on the like, are they gonna? I heard it from some places. They're gonna have to sit like sit in the bottom of a cargo plane or something to get back. So like you you don't want to have to deal with that. So I mean, in all honesty, I I just don't think there's a a safe way to go about sending players there. So I mean, I just would just pull out of the Olympics and then use that time that you're going to gain back in the regular season schedule. So you don't have this three week break of nothing 
to kind of reset until the Winter Classic, go on the holiday break, come back into action with the Winter Classic, and then resume the season. And that'll give a lot of time to get those COVID cases that players have gotten to kind of dissipate a little bit and make things easier where it won't spread as much because you're not going to have as many players who've been in contact with players who had COVID. Just give the players time, celebrate the holidays with their family, come back with the Winter Classic. That's always going to be a great game to come back with. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to give, you're going to have these people waiting with anticipation after the holiday season. You're going to come back with the outdoor game, the Winter Classic. Believe it's between two pretty good teams too. I know Minnesota and is it St. Louis in this? Saint Louis, huh? Yep. Yeah, you have two pretty good teams in the Winter Classic this year. So, I mean, it's going to be an exciting game to come back with. I mean, it makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. And New Year, New Year's Day uh, is always such a great uh, sports day. You have the Rose Bowl. You have the college football playoff. You have the Winter Classic. So, I'm going to be having definitely uh, multiple TVs on uh, during during that time for sure. And, like, the, I, hope, I hope that players are definitely healthy enough uh, when they when they do uh, come back and for the Panthers, let's talk a little bit about the Panthers. This gives also an opportunity for players. I talked about it who are not on the COVID list to get healthier too, as well, because they're not missing any additional games. You have Alexander Barkov, you have Mason Marchment, who was just placed on LTIR, but can come off at any moment because you tweeted out saying about the 24 day slash 10 day um, period for being on LTIR, but he can come back anytime and Gus Forsling as well. So it's not only just the, the p- players on the COVID protocol list, but it's also the players that comes to when it comes to their actual injuries outside of COVID. So I think that's a great situation, great situation. As bad as that sounds, it could be, a, or lack of better terms, it could be, it could be best for this Florida Panthers team. Yeah, I mean, that's always going to help when your captain's out with an injury to give him time to recover and rehab on his own with the break that would happen. Uh, He'll be a little bit closer to coming back. Forsling's sick, so, I mean, all he needs is the time to get better. And, I mean, he he participated in a morning skate, and he wasn't put on the COVID list, so it's a flu. So, Forsling will most definitely be back by the 27th. I, I could guarantee that. And then Marchment, uh, he's still week to week, according to Bruno, but I'm pretty sure the IR to LTIR move was to get some cap space to be able to call up a Cole Schwint or any of the other four guys that I called up. They needed a cap space to make those moves. So I believe that was... Uh, a factor in the switching from LTIR or from IR to LTIR. And I mean, that's not really anything that's going to jump out as a concern for the length. I mean, Bruno has said week to week for the past few weeks. So we'll just see when Marchment's going to be ready. And he has been uh, working with the team during morning skates. So it could be eventually for him, but, I mean, the games moving back means that there's more games that he's not going to miss, depending on when they put them. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to be an opportunity to get these guys healthy again for the Panthers and get a healthier team on uh, the ice. But 
I mean, I think for sure the power play is missing Sasha Barkov. I mean, they were middle of the pack at the very least to about above average with Barkov in the lineup. And then without Barkov, they've been terrible. So, I mean, you take that into account. I think they're really missing Barkov in that area and they get him back uh, pretty soon. So that, that'll help them kind of get out of this little funk they've been into, especially with the power play. That's been a very big concern. Absolutely. And it's crazy how at, at first when I, I was thinking about how great this team is at even strength and eventually they have to get the power play together, how they're so great, even strength. But when it comes to the man advantage, they're just not just not getting the goals that they need to. And let's actually continue this conversation on the in the next segment. So we're going to talk more about the power play and Spencer Knight's uh, first game with the Charlotte Checkers in the next segment here on Locked on Panthers. Battle Line has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new des- updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to the third segment here on Locked On Panthers. I'm Armando Velez. I have Kobe Guy of Florida Hockey Now. So, in the last segment, we ended talking about a little bit about the power play. In that very first game that Sasha Barkov came back from the lower body injury, his injury now, um, for for people who don't watch every single Panther game, it's an upper body injury. It's a completely different injury than what he had before uh, he came back. That game, he was running the quarterback on the power play. He was he was running things. And I was a little skeptical of, of of it at first, but I saw how well the puck was moving, even though it's a very small sample size. I like Barkoff shooting on the right side and on the right face-off circle, but I can see how it can work because someone who, because despite Yandel not being here anymore, I, I do, I, I did kind of like at times how he was able to quarterback the power play on uh, to find the open man. And that's something that I think the Florida Panthers power play has been missing, even though I don't, I'm not advocating for, Keith Yandel to come back to this team. That's not what I'm saying. But what 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 were your thoughts on uh Barkoff being the quarterback on the power play, even though it's a short sample size that we had? I mean, Barkov's a very smart hockey player and he will make the right plays and he can do it in a very fast manner. So I mean, I think Barkov has the skill set to do that. And I mean, with the added added dynamic that he can shoot the puck as well. I mean, I think he can shoot the puck out of the power play quarterback spot and add some kind of dynamic there if the Panthers really want to draw that up. And I think it it just provides a lot of different options you can do strategically. So, I mean, I don't think that's a very bad move, but I mean, a guy that I always thought would do a good power play quarterback as well is Gus Forsling, just because he's such a good puck mover and he always has a knack for finding the right plays. I just never really understand why they never tried Gus Forsling in that um, in that role. Because, I mean, watching him play, he always has the right ca- uh, characteristics 
to be the guy that can kind of move the puck pretty quickly, make the right plays. He's a, he's just a smart hockey player. So, I mean, if you want, if you want to roll 2D on the power play, I think Forsling's the guy to do it. Yeah. Um, and you, it's funny because <laughs> you and I, you and I kind of like, um, you and I kind of went back and forth a little bit on Twitter. Um, not in a bad way, not arguing, but, I, I remember I uh, I said, let's talk about Gus Forsling's two-way play. And then you replied saying, I did. I wrote an article about it. So, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm sure I'm, you laughing says that you remember it. But, yeah. Yeah, it was just a little joke I was throwing out there to uh, advertise. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was trying to antagonize you, man. I was just trying to joke around a little bit. No, no, no. I, uh, it, all in good fun. you just said that like the day after i posted it so i was like that's relevant (laughs) Mm -hmm. absolutely and that and that is a great way that that's also a great way to promote yourself i gotta give yourself a lot of credit man about that but gus forsling's two-way play i'm i'm i i really like i really like how he's able to do it on the uh, offensive and defensive end he can he can and his passing ability my goodness he's uh, he's not known he's not really known as a goal scorer but man his his passing ability as well is i i love it for him but also i don't i don't know if i'm just so caught in the moment with um with thursday's game where Mackenzie weger um was also the quarterback on the power play it's funny because we don't even really see weger really on power play too uh too much um there do you think that coach brunette gives at least Mackenzie Weger an opportunity at least on power play two more often yeah I think he did a very good job and I mean during post-game interviews he said that he was impressed with Weger's ability on the power play and I mean I like the way it moved with Weger in there I mean even when they were shorthanded and missing some of the guys they cleaned down more I think it moved very good they had a few really good chances on some of those power plays so it looked very improved compared to the game they played uh the uh, a couple of days before with more guys in the lineup so i mean i think weaker did a very good job moving the puck and getting things going so i mean when the team's a bit more uh complete then i think you can see more things going but i mean i also like du- what i saw from duclair on the power play because i mean duclair is a guy that for some reason hasn't had much opportunity on the power play and I think some of those chances they had on the power plays they had against the Kings were good chances from Anthony Duclair. So, I mean, I think that's another player you have to keep in mind when building your power play. But, I mean, when healthy, this Panthers team does have a very good problem, and it's that they have a lot of players that you can say are pretty solid players to use on the power play. They're, they have a lot of good offensive depth. But I think the problem is just trying to get things schemed, getting a guy that can get things moving, and then surrounding him with the pieces to get it done, kind of being able to collapse the net a little bit, getting some shots off. Because, I mean, I think the power play definitely has an issue with getting shots off. So I think if you get things cycling a little bit, uh, finding an open shooting lane, and then getting guys in front of the net and putting pucks on the net, I think that's when you're going to have a successful power play. Mm. And uh, Anthony Duclair on Thursday was second in total shots on goal um, on Thursday. So a lot of opportunities for Anthony Duclair on Thursday. Right before we get out of here. um, So 
we you talked a little bit about the national anthem with uh spencer knight not the most enthusiastic night chant when it came to the anthem and he was sent down to ahl not only because of some the performance but also for money reasons because that the um elliot friedman talked about bonus money helping some of the players being called up um Colchwit, of course he got a goal of uh, yesterday against the uh um, excuse me today against the bridgeport islanders so he he got a goal along with uh, Chase Prisky um, for for the Charlotte Checkers. So right back into the AHL, he gets a goal. But Spencer Knight on Saturday, um, he started for the Charlotte Checkers in his very first AHL game, which is crazy to think at 20 years old when he's had all this NHL experience. You had an opportunity to listen to the actual game. I, I haven't. I'm just looking at a box score saying seeing 27 of – 32. So I can't read too much into that, but five goals is a little shocking when, when you, when you see that, what, what were you, what did you take out of what, what was talked spoken about for uh, Spencer Knight's performance? And of course your uh, insight on, on that. I actually did watch the highlights of some of these goals too. And a lot of them did come in that first period. And I think he did have a lot of trouble getting uh, settled into the game and uh, ready to go. So four of those goals did come in that first period there. Some of them were pretty weak. But, I mean, I think he did uh, get a little bit stronger as the game went on. I mean, I think it's just something mental for Spencer Knight. I can't really speak too much. I mean, I haven't, I haven't been a goaltender since I was five years old when I was playing hockey. I was a forward for most of my hockey career. So, I mean, I can't really speak on – what can kind of cause this for a goaltender? Just because I was like five years old the last time I played. So, I mean, it's just a pretty rough patch. It just it took him a little bit to get going, and I think we just need to see a little bit more from him before he gets called back up. And, I mean, I think Jonas Johansson can handle the backup duties for a little bit, and we'll see what happens from him. Mm-hmm. And, um and of course, uh, once once again for the listeners, uh, Jonas Johansson was claimed off waivers due to uh, Christopher Gibson uh, getting hurt down there in uh, Charlotte. So with uh, Spencer Knight being waivers exempt, it gave an opportunity for the Panthers to give a struggling uh, goaltender an opportunity to get his confidence back. Sure, game one wasn't a uh, a good one for him. We're hoping that he bounces back, and we've seen what Spencer Knight could be whenever he is on his game because this is just a little bit of a lull uh these these don't last forever um bill i i say this again bill Lindsay talked about carter hart uh bouncing back after a not a not so encouraging season even though the flyers are not in best position uh this season uh based on everything that's gone on but not to the fault of carter hart so i i i'm the checkers after today i believe they have a two week break or a week and a half break they don't play until new year's eve again so yeah they don't play until new year's eve yeah so so also spencer knight can also get these uh two weeks off in order to like get his head straight too even though both on the nhl and ahl level um they they have a little bit of a pause so it's a it might it might be a good um time for him to reset that's for sure and i'm and i'm really hoping that happens for him so kobe I want to say thank you once again for coming on to this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And for my listeners, 
tell them where they can find you and your work. So you can follow me on Twitter at Colby D guy. And then as always, you can check out floridahockeynow.com. Get yourself a subscription for three forty nine dollars a month or $29.99 a year. So always stay up to date on the latest Florida Panthers content, the greatest Florida Panthers content. So get your way down to floridahockeynow.com and uh, get some articles from me and George. Yeah, and they, they're not kidding when they tell you that they post about five articles a day sometimes. Sometimes it gets the, the that, that and uh, for me personally, it's hard to keep up with sometimes because of how much there is, but you'll always get something. Uh, you'll always get something and you'll always get some kind of story that will definitely attract the eye for for listeners and readers. So definitely check that out. And like I said on the last show, uh, Kobe, if you stop buying coffee out for a little bit, you can afford you can you can be able to afford uh, Florida hockey now. So that's all it takes. But thank you once again, man. And I hope to have you back on soon. All right. Sounds good. Have a good one. Thank you. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. So you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen of the day, the Locked On Bets podcast. Your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms, so subscribe to Locked On Bets anywhere you listen to podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez with Kobe Guy. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.